Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday and this is the day after Pentecost. We begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary in your souls, or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the expert, and you have not, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My children, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by Him, for the Lord disciplines those whom He loves and chastises every child whom He accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children, for what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline, in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we have human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not be even more willing to be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them, but as he disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share his holiness. Now discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed." On Saturday, we heard the author of the book of Hebrews sketch a story together from all of the stories of those who have lived by faith, or at least a portion of those. 
They had lived by faith in God, eagerly awaiting the day when God will fulfill all of God's promises. That day dawns in Jesus Christ and is fulfilled through his death and resurrection, his ascension, his taking his seat at God's right hand. And through Christ we now take our place among all of those who live by faith. The image that the author uses here at the beginning of the 12th chapter, the image of a cloud of witnesses, is has us to picture a stadium filled with people cheering on the competition of of those who are, on, let's say, playing games or along the track. We, the ones who are in this generation, who are living our lives by faith in God through Christ Jesus, are those competing in the stadium, those holy ones who went before us of all time and every place. They fill the stadium around us, and their faith uh, is what cheers us on to run the race. We run this race by throwing off the weight of sin and death and by following the example of Jesus, who shows us perfect faith. Jesus is what faith says and does. What the Father promised, Jesus trusted the Father to give, and Jesus received what the Father promised because he believed that he would. That's the example that we follow now in faith. God has promised us, and we trust that God will will accomplish and give us all that God has promised. And we are sure, just as Christ was, to receive what has been promised by God as we endure in faith and in hope. But like all competitors, we must train to receive the prize. In the same way, the head of a household would train children so that they might receive their inheritance and take their place within the world, representing the name, bearing the name of this family, generation unto generation. But in this case, our discipline, even though it says punishment, is not really the punishment that we think of. And it would certainly not be a corporal kind of punishment, but it is a kind of a hardship or a training that leads to growth, wisdom, and maturity. So even though we might be corrected, we might be disciplined, we might be chastised for going this way wrong or that way wrong, uh, it isn't uh, sort of a, uh, uh, it, it, it's not sort of a corporal punishment, but, but more it's like the discipline of physical fitness, uh, more it's like the learning of our mistakes, uh, and it involves the stress and breaking down of muscles like in physical fitness so that they can, can instead grow and gain strength. Faith works in a very similar kind of way. We grow stronger in our faith by stress. Now, not too much stress, lest we despair, and but not too little stress either. The right amount of stress within our lives to train and to strengthen us in our faith and our trust and our love for God. So the author would have us look at the trials and tribulations and especially have in mind those kind of persecutions that we receive for bearing the name of Christ the ridicule, the insult, the rejection, the mockery, and so on, all for the sake of Christ, to see that as a way of disciplining us in our faith. Again, not punishing, as we might think of punishing, but but disciplining us. For what kind of people would we be if each time we suffered insult for the sake of Christ, God sent fire from heaven? What kind of people would we be if at each trial and tribulation we faced The Lord cleared our way <clears throat> and accomplished everything for us so that we never never felt any struggle. We never knew what it was to have that strength that God put in us. Well, we would become not like Christ Jesus our Lord, but rather like some entitled brat 
that most cruel and unfit air. So the Holy Spirit would have us get two things out of our head this morning. <coughs> First, that the trials that we are facing are God's anger and punishment. We must put that away from us and instead see the act of a loving God uh, who is at work to train us, to equip us, to live and to strengthen our faith. And second, that we see the challenges that we face today as a workout in the faith gym, the place where we are training to live like Christ in the world, to run this race that is set before us to compete to win the prize of eternal life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, Renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for our president and for Congress, for judges who sit on the bench throughout the nation, for governors and state legislatures, and for all forms of local government, that they might live and rule according to your wisdom and grace. For the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, we think especially of those in Ukraine and other places filled with warfare. For the victims of gun violence uh, in this country and their families. For all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for all who are sick and those who care for them, for all who mourn and those who comfort them. For who else? For what else do we pray this morning? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask 
that you would protect us also today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.